with Riley Leonard committed to Notre Dame, we're set up for an Elko versus Leonard week one matchup in Kyle Field. You are locked on Aggies. Your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome on in to Locked On Aggies. I'm your host, Andrew Stefaniak. Thanks for making Locked On Aggies your first listen every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. So a fun narrative just popped up yesterday when Riley Leonard, who of course was Mike Elko's quarterback at Duke, decides to transfer to Notre Dame. Of course, the Fighting Irish and the Aggies will face off week one this season in Kyle Field in what should be a super fun ball game. And, you know, my my quick thoughts here on this, I think some people might be... I discuss how I don't like narratives in football games. And what I mean by that is like the veteran NFL quarterback that played for this team for seven years just got traded to this team and he's angry, he got traded, he his family lived here and he got traded, now he wants to be you know, that's a narrative. That's a narrative game that I don't like if I am, you know, the one team. This to me, there's no bad blood between Riley Leonard and Mike Elko. I think both of them, I mean, like I said, I watched Riley Leonard when they were at College Game Day this year. He seems like a good dude. Mike Elko is a good dude. I think there's there no bad blood. So this is truly just a fun talking point because it's going to be interesting. It's not like Riley Leonard's like, yeah, I'm, I, I, I got to beat him. I got to beat that guy. He was horrible. He treated me up. He treated me bad. I, there's no, There's no bad blood like that. But I still think it's a fun conversation to be had as, you know, it's 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 going to be a narrative, just not one that concerns me. If if I'm you know planning on to, you know will Texas A and M win this game, but I mean you know it 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 does when it comes to just flat out football makes Notre Dame a better football team. Riley Leonard is a good quarterback. His numbers this year, I don't you know I mean here's the he was and, and we talked about this with Coach Elko. When I was explaining, like, why, you know, when I was explaining why this season I don't think is a good representation of what he did at Duke, and it was because Leonard was in another lineup. I mean, this year, Leonard really only 1,102 yards, three touchdowns through the air, three interceptions, and then he ran for – let me just pull up career stats here. And then he ran for 352 yards and four touchdowns. Let's compare that to 2022, the season where, you know, of course, Coach Elko took Duke from bottom to the top when it was a horrible season to a great season. Let's look at his numbers that year. 25 for 391 through the air, 63.9 completion percentage, 2,967 yards, 
20 touchdowns to only six interceptions. He also ran for 699 yards and 13 more touchdowns on the ground. I mean, you know, come on. Look at these numbers. These numbers are really good. When you look at um, Leonard and who he is as a quarterback, he can beat you with his arm. He can beat you with his legs. He is a really good quarterback that, I mean, I'm trying to think like quarterback-wise, you know, who could have, who Notre Dame could have gone and got, and I would have been like, ooh, you know, I think that there's not many quarterbacks in the portal that Notre Dame could have went and got, and I would have been more concerned about. You know, I think I think really highly of Riley Leonard, and I think that, you know, him transferring to Notre Dame makes this game a whole lot more interesting than it would have been if they got um, – and, like, you know, if they, let's say they would gotten a Cam Ward, right? I think Cam – I think he's a great quarterback too. That's another guy that I would have been like, ooh, don't love that. But, I mean, some of these other names, like some of these other quarterbacks that have – I know, like, um, Van Dyke just committed to Wisconsin, I believe. Will Rogers, I don't think he's committed yet. I've seen it um, – Dylan Gabriel's no name. I would have been a little concerned, but like, there's not many names that would have scared me more than Riley Leonard. Um, but I, the reason I wanted to bring it up too is I saw the narrative floating through Twitter of like, oh, oh, this is bad. We got Elko's old quarterback coming into Kyle Field. This is, you know, this is going to be a problem. He's going to uh, tear us apart. And I don't, I just don't look at it that way. I really don't because at the end of the day, like I said. I don't like narratives in football games, period, as I've said many times before, but I just don't think this is the type of narrative that's going to have like a ton of extra motivation for um, either side, really. I think, I mean, you know, I think Riley Leonard will be motivated because he wants to win the football game. I think Mike Elko will be motivated because he wants to win the football game. I don't think Elko's going to be like, I got to take him down, or Leonard's be like, I got to beat Elko. Like, I, you know what I mean? That's what I'm getting at. So the other side of this to me is, and say what you want about this, but Mike Elko knows everything there is to know about Riley Leonard. You know, that helps. I talk about this from a baseball perspective more. When I go against somebody when I was pitching that I knew really well, I knew exactly what I was going to do. Am I going to burn the inside? Am I going to stay away with the slow stuff? Um, you know, am I just going to, am I going to try and get ahead early with mob speed? What am I going to do to get to, you know, to dominate this hitter? Um, and I think coach Elko can do that in the, you know, in a sense against Leonard, because he knows everything there is know about him from a defensive side. How can coach Elko beat him? He's seen him at practice every single day. And I think he'll know what he needs to do to slow Riley Leonard. I really do. So, frankly, if there is an advantage anywhere, I think it's on Texas A&M's side because no one knows more about Riley Leonard. No one knows more about his play style and what he likes to do than Mike Elko. Mike Elko's defense went against Riley Leonard in practice every single day, and I truly do think that's an advantage for the Aggies. So let me know in the comments because I I want this to be – because maybe I'm underplaying this, 
and I could be. So I want I want y'all to let me know in the comments. Is this kind of narrative around Riley Leonard coming to Kyle Field, take on his own coach? Is that concerning to y'all? It's not really concerning to me. I already laid out my reasons, like I said. It's not concerning to me. Frankly, like I said, I think that there are some advantages on Texas A&M's side knowing, hey, Elko knows pretty much everything there is to know about Riley Leonard and who he is as a quarterback. So, you know, let me know in the YouTube comments how y'all feel about that. I saw it floating around on, on um, Twitter a little bit, and I was just like, I don't think this is as big of a deal as people are kind of making it out to be. So if y'all think I'm off on that, if y'all think this is a big deal, let me know in the YouTube comments. If you agree with me, don't think it's a huge problem for the Aggies. Um, it may be an advantage, kind of like I talked about. Let me know that in the YouTube comments as well. But definitely a fun conversation, definitely an interesting conversation. You know, a little quarterback versus coach rivalry should be fun. And it, it, you know, like there's a chance, could that be college game day? I'm sure there'll be a better, you know, that's good, but there'll, be, there'll probably be a better week one game. But you get what I'm saying. It's going to be, it's going to be a football game with a ton of excitement around it. As you have to guess, it's a top 15, right? Notre Dame, Notre Dame team coming in to College Station. I don't know that. That's just an assumption, but like it's Notre Dame. They're always going to be preseason ranked. So that's going to be a fun ball game. I think it actually just got more fun based on the Fighting Irish bringing in Mike Elko's old quarterback. I talked a lot about not wanting what do you have to keep on the roster and keep in the recruiting class for us to feel good about this roster heading into the 2024 football season. We're going to play a little game, have a little hypothetical conversation with the current state of the roster and the recruiting class and see how we feel about that conversation coming up right here on Locked on Aggies. But first, I got to tell you about our wonderful friends over at FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. I hit my first NBA money line bet yesterday. You know, I've hit some prop bets with the NBA, but I've uh, Luka Doncic uh, was one rebound short for me hitting my parlay. So it was in a bad day. It was like, I'm going to take four money lines. Although I think I bet it before. Maybe I don't the point. And I had Suns. I had the Clippers. I had the Mavericks. And then I had, oh, goodness, who was the team I had? Let me think about it. Five seconds. And the Nuggets, those four teams, money line, three bucks, paid out 17 plus the bet back. Super fun. I've never been a huge NBA guy. FanDuel's made me a huge NBA guy. I'm enjoying it. FanDuel just makes watching every sporting event a little bit more fun. Visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown College and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. So now on, you know, a little bit of a hypothetical here, but I think it is 
an interesting conversation. So I've talked a ton about how we're, you know, if you have enough, we know how talented the roster was last season, you know, and we knew that you're going to lose some of those players via the portal after this season. So the game I kind of want to play is I just want to talk about the names that we've seen leave and say, if this stayed right here, if this stayed like this, how do we feel about the talent of the roster? Do we feel this roster is talented enough to have a good 2024 season? Now, before we, we start to have that conversation, some um this kind of this debate came up in the comments the other day, and I think it was a really interesting point. You know, I have this feeling that Coach Elko is going to, you know, and I'm planning to have a have a show kind of like what went wrong with the Jimbo Fisher era. And I think what went wrong with the Jimbo Fisher era is going to be what we're in, in eight years, we're going to say went right with the Mike Elko era. And that is player development. I don't think that Fisher, I, don't, I mean, anybody that watched this Texas A&M team over the last three, four or five seasons knows that coach Fisher was not developing the talent he had on the roster. I think that is going to be something you see different with Coach Elko. He's just proven in his short, young head coach career that he can turn nothing into something when it comes to talent on a roster. And I, so I think that he's going to get the most out of the players on his roster, which is why I do. I mean, just with some of the coaching hires he's made, I just already feel better about this program moving in the right direction. But, you know, running through the players that we've seen head out so far, let's just run through it. So the players that you've had leave Texas A&M to this point, and I'm on um, Gigum 24-7 and just their transfer portal tracker, which is really interesting thing to look at. So go check that out. They um, It tells you players that Texas A&M offered, players that have left Texas A&M, and then players that they have brought in via the portal. So leaving A&M, you've got Raymond Cottrell, um, committed to Kentucky. And then you've got Max Johnson committed to North Carolina. Remington Strickland hasn't found a new home yet. Um, Jordan Moko, I believe he committed to Charlotte yesterday. I believe I saw that. Um, Jordan Gilbert, Jake Johnson, Basantis, LT Overton, Walter Nolan, Tariq Chappelle, Fadil Diggs, and then Deuce Harmon. Um, Walt, it looks like, I think it looks like he might be heading to Oregon. I think he, um, it'll be interesting to see what he does, but it's going to be painful seeing him. In it. I'm telling you, I've never seen a player that where I was like that disappointed when I saw the picture of him in the, in the, you know, when he was taking his official to, well, I don't know if you call them officials in the portal, but when he was taking his visit to Oregon, I was like, man, that kind of, I'm going to miss that guy. But that's kind of where this roster's at currently when it comes to the guys you've lost. And, you know, I think that a bulk of the losses that are going to happen have happened. The only reason that I, I could see a player leaving now is if you recruit over them in the portal or, or in the portal, you go get a guy that's like, 
like I'll give you an example, like a guy like a um, like a, a Micah Tease, right? A young receiver. Let's say you bring in another one or two receivers via the portal. Maybe that guy's like, okay, I'm going somewhere else. You know that that's the only. Th- I don't think anybody. What I'm getting at here is if someone was going to leave, I, I think they would have left. The portal's been open for over. I mean, opened on Monday, right? It's already Wednesday of the following week. So I mean, it's been open for nine, not eight, nine, ten days now. So what I'm getting at is you, you're going to lose a couple more guys if I had to guess, but I don't think you're going to lose a ton more. I, I think the bulk of the damage is done when it comes to what you're going to lose in the portal. And does losing a Walter Nolan hurt? Yes. Does losing Fadil Diggs hurt? Yes. Fadil Diggs, as I've said, was, was a bit of a surprise. The Tariq Chappelle, I, I'd say, was a bit of a surprise. Losing LT Overton, Chase Basantis, do those two things affect your roster? Yeah, but the thing about it is you have to remember this. Texas A&M was such a deep and talented football team last season at pretty much every single position that I look at this and I say, you've still got four and five stars across the board. It's now going to be up to, can this new staff develop this talent? I mean, obviously, I'm incredibly upset about losing to Basantis, losing to Jake Johnson. Overton, we know how talented he was, even with the reclassification. Um, Walsh Nolan, losing those guys hurts. Those are really talented, highly ranked football players that would have been a part of this football team, no question. But I still think that you have enough talent on this roster and you're going to bring in enough via the portal. You've, of course, already landed Javon Harvey, the Old Dominion transfer, and then you've landed Will Lee, the Kansas State corner. You've already you know, added, added two players that I think can help this roster and are good football players. You're going to continue to add players via the portal for the next, you know, you know, handful of weeks, bring in more and more guys. So, yes, these losses hurt, but I think that this roster, as long as you don't lose a ton more, I mean, like I said, I'm kind of making this argument based on the fact that I don't think a lot more talent is going to hit the portal just based on the fact that if they were leaving, they would have left. So, and I know that, you could see another guy or two, or maybe a bunch leave. This is just my my gut feeling tells me the bulk of what's happened is has already happened. Of what's going to happen has already happened. So that's kind of my thoughts there when it comes to where this team's at portal wise, recruiting class wise. I think you've gotten hit a little bit harder than I was hoping. You know. The, the Cam Coleman loss hurts. Of course, he the five-star receiver moves on. Um, he, he's heading to Auburn. That hurts. He was a good football player. You lose a couple more guys, some of your lower-ranked guys, but at the end of the day, you do still have a lot of the talented five-stars committed in this class. So I, my, what I'm kind of arguing here is I think what I said about two weeks ago when we first started talking – or what I first said when when we brought in Coach Elko, I said, you have to find a way to keep enough of this talent and enough of this 2024 recruiting class for this team to have a top 15, maybe 20 blue chip ratio in college football. I think with where we're at right now, that is still in play. So the losses have hurt, no question, but this roster is still talented and is still in a good position heading into the 2024 season, and there are still a ton 
more portal additions, and I think even a couple more 2024 recruits that could join this roster ahead of next season. Texas A&M hired a strength and conditioning coach, and some might say, well, you know, that, that doesn't get me excited. This hire should because this guy is an absolute dog. We're going to talk about that coming up right here on Locked on Aggies. But first, I got to tell you about our friends over at LinkedIn Jobs. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top tier candidates as possible to interview. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. The best part for me, in my opinion, about LinkedIn Jobs is how easy it is for employers to find the employees they're looking for for a job. LinkedIn Jobs helps you get the employees that you can trust. You can look at where they went to school. You can look at their job qualifications. What, where have they worked? What have they done to feel confident in the hire? If you're an employee looking for somewhere to work, if you're looking to be employed somewhere, it can it can hook you up with jobs. And that is the whole point of the platform. And it really does help put those two parties together. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. So Texas A&M just brought in Tommy Moffitt to be the next strength and conditioning coach, the strength and conditioning coach under Coach Elko. And people are really excited about this hire, frankly, as they should be. At the end of the day, this guy is a dog. I mean, just I've seen some videos of him hyping up players in the weight room. I've seen some videos of him talking to um, different players, uh, you know, that he's helping in the gym. I've seen some, some signs he's put up in the weight room. I mean, this dude can develop a roster. This dude can develop football players. And he was the strength and conditioning coach of the year at LSU in 2019. Look how much talent from that roster is in the NFL right now. I mean, Having a good strength and conditioning coach is a very big deal, in my opinion. You have to have athletes that are strong, that are powerful, that can drive players off the ball, that can are quick and agile. This is a hire that really does matter, and it seems like a slam dunk. As I said, a lot of people might go, I mean, who cares? You know, And, and I get it. If that doesn't excite you, I, I get that. But th- this is the type of hire that can change the strength and conditioning program at Texas A&M. And it is so important. I mean, you know, what goes on to a football field, I, I, I say this a lot. I mean, if you have made it to the Division One college football level, you understand the, uh, you know, technique. You understand the instinctual parts of football. I think a lot of what separates some of these athletes is strength and conditioning, you know, how much can you bench? How fast are you? How much can you, know, how well can you train? That stuff matters just as much as, as technique and that stuff matters on the field. X's nose, strength and conditioning is a huge part of college athletes succeeding. 
It's a huge part of players staying healthy. That's something people don't. I mean, what, Texas A&M, it seems like, had, has had more injuries than anybody. And I know that's people are going to hear that and go, eh, wah, 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 and that's fine. But Texas A&M has so many injuries, it seems like. And strength and conditioning, you know, a lot of people think that the point of strength and conditioning is to get you bigger, stronger, and faster, which is true. That is, you know, a, a big part of it. But another part of it is keeping you healthy. Strength conditioning is a way to keep players healthy, keep players on the football field. That That is the other part of it that is very important. So bringing in Coach Moffitt, a guy that's been you know an SEC strength and conditioning coach for a long time, knows this game, knows this conference, knows how to put athletes in the NFL, that to me is so important. So this is a home run, slam dunk, grand slam hire for the Aggies. And I'm – Really excited, but I think you you might see a healthier Texas A&M roster next season, and you might see a more athletic and stronger Texas A&M roster next season thanks to this hire. And the last thing, real quick before we call it a day, I, I wanted to say, um, Edgerton Cooper, who, the best linebacker in college football, and you can't change my mind on that, just put his name in the NFL draft, as he should. Go get your money. Go get paid, you know. I it'll be I haven't pulled up a mock draft. I'll, I'll do that for tomorrow's episode. We'll look and see where uh, Coop's getting drafted. But um, you know this is going to put a lot on the shoulders next season of Terry and York, a young guy who was great this year. You know we know how good he was this year, but he's going to have a lot more on his shoulders at the linebacker position next year. And you know. It's he's going to be the guy, you know, not that he wasn't the guy this year. I think him and Coop were kind of equally the guys, but um, it's going to be a lot on the shoulders of York. I think he's going to be asked to get some pressure. I think he's going to be asked to do a ton of things for the Aggies. Um, so if Texas A&M wants to have a successful season on defense, Terry and York is going to have to be a very significant part of that. That is going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Aggies. Like I said, if y'all agree or disagree with me on the whole Riley Leonard, how do we feel about that narrative? Is it a big deal? Let me know that in the comments. I'm curious. I really am curious to know everyone's thoughts on that. Um, so let me know that in the YouTube comments. If you're listening on, on a, a podcast platform, head on over to the YouTube comments and let us know. Join in on the conversation there. That is going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Aggies. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we will see you tomorrow.